What's up and welcome to the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I'm Sabrina, and as a certified personal trainer and health coach, I'm here to help you live your best and most badass life. This space is for all the hot messes out there who are tired of feeling out of control, stuck, frustrated, and not at home in their own body. We'll focus on mindset, attitude, and habits surrounding sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement so that you're showing up for your whole self. Badass isn't a look, it's an attitude. It's an energy. So wherever you're at, settle in and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey friends, been a while, huh? I know, I know. Let's just say I've had a much tougher time getting my shit together and getting back into the swing of things than I expected. Uh, First things first, uh, Libby is not great at being quiet. So for those who are not familiar, Libby is now my nine-month-old Bernadoodle puppy, and um, she's an attention whore, and uh, there's there's not a whole lot I can do about that. So there's probably going to be some background noise. Sorry about that. Back to what I was saying, though, you know, trust me, I get the irony given that, you know, my objective with my coaching is to help people get their shit together, and rest assured, I'm practicing what I preach mostly, and that means that I'm choosing my priorities accordingly. And, well, as much as I love this podcast and as eager as I am to get back into my business, it just hasn't been my priority lately. Why? Well, I'll go ahead and stick to one of the more recent things and try to limit some of the the stuff that's come after that since then. But uh, last month on Friday the 13th, my mom died. Friday the 13th in fucking October. My mama's little Wiccan heart might have planned that. For the record, Friday the 13th is a lucky day. I've believed that for years, and I still believe that in spite of what happened. Because at the end of the day... My mom was miserable, and her passing was the relief she'd been craving for a long time. And that's really hard for me being her daughter and knowing that she's now gone. Um, But I also know that that's that's what she was ready for, and that's what she wanted. And this has been sort of ongoing basically since she first developed breathing issues about six or seven years ago. It's definitely been worse in the last couple of years uh, to the point where... Daily life was just not enjoyable for her. So anyway, at the time when she first developed these breathing issues, she'd been given a prognosis of five years. And while she lived longer than that, like I said, the last year or two especially have had been pretty terrible for her. I talk a lot on this podcast about how to develop and maintain healthy habits and a healthy lifestyle, even in the wake of big changes. Uh, Because let's face it, change is constant and it throws us off our routine and puts us in unfamiliar territory where we're left vulnerable. And if we don't know what it means to really take care of ourselves during that time, it can really put us in a bad spot. So suffice it to say, losing my mom has been a very, very big life change. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about my mom, our relationship, and how she influenced this badass movement without even really knowing it. And what's interesting about this is that for as much as she influenced it, she wasn't the most supportive of it. And not in the the sense that she discouraged it, but just uh, she maintained a healthy skepticism. We'll put it that way. So some of this is going to be really hard for me because all of it is still pretty fresh, but I'm going to do my best. It's been about a month now since uh, she passed away. And so 
it's a little bit easier to talk about, but there are still some things that they kind of catch me off guard. So bear with me. Uh, Losing someone is never easy, but I've been really fortunate in my life in the sense that I've lost very few people. My mom is the first person I've lost who I was incredibly close with. She was one of my very best friends, actually a point of contention between me and my ex-husband, but I guess that's another story. And for what it's worth, even my ex-husband gave me flowers when he learned that my mom had died, which was very sweet. When I was 13, I would sit out on the back deck with my mom for hours at a time, talking with her, listening to her, crying with her. It was a really hard time between uh, her and my dad, and my little hypersensitive heart couldn't bear leaving her alone while she was so obviously hurting. So as a kid, my mom did things like coach mine and my sister's junior bowling league, piling us and a couple of friends into her CRV and driving us there and back every weekend. Uh, For more than 10 years, she would take her tax returns, and during the first week of spring break, We would go outlet mall shopping, always ending up in Lincoln City on the Oregon coast where we'd shop the outlet malls for spring clothes, hit up Burger King for dinner, and then go settle in at the Best Western Suites where our back sliding glass door dumped us almost right onto the beach. This experience became even more magical as we found our footing in Wiccan practices and beliefs and we would celebrate the spring equinox even if the timing was somewhat a little bit off. We couldn't always get it just right. We would take a moment as the sun was setting to appreciate all of the elements, and then in the sand we would write Blessed Be in great big letters using our feet. As adults, we'd then empty our Burger King cups, fill them with beer, and take them to the hot tub. We more or less carried this tradition until the pandemic hit in 2020. Uh, Consequently, we never actually made it to Lincoln City in 2020 because we would normally go in March. So, you know, there's, there's that. Um, and along the way, we had a few hiccups. Uh, <laughs> my older sister was a little bit high maintenance with some of these, with everything from being very pregnant to having a newborn and breaking her ankle and all kinds of things. Oh, and uh, on top of that, one of the, the last times that We made this little adventure, you know, her appendix ruptured and she had to, you know, be taken by ambulance from, you know, Lincoln City to Eugene for for care and, you know, almost died. No, no big deal. Right. Yeah. If you can't sense the sarcasm in my voice, I'm definitely being sarcastic. It was a very big deal and very scary. And we took a couple years off after that. So anyway, I digress. Uh, With each road trip that we took, we blasted Cher and Pat Benatar. The song Invincible by Pat Benatar will always be near and dear to my heart, especially since I can also pile on the memory with the one of the four of us, me, my mom, and my two sisters, at the county fair, standing on our seats and singing at the tops of our lungs in our matching Pat Benatar concert shirts. Given that everyone else was firmly planted in their seats, I know in my heart Pat Benatar saw us crystal clear from the stage, and I will always love that because of how the four of us bonded over her music. After college and after I had worked my one-year stint in the Bay Area and then desperately, desperately moved home, I joined my mom's bowling team. It was a women's league on Wednesday nights, and for a year, my sisters were on it as well, and we called ourselves Black Magic. It was one of my favorite things because Black is our last name and, well, Wiccan. So, you know, magic. 
even though we would never ever practice black magic because that's not the Wiccan way, but that's really beside the point. So every Wednesday I would go to my mom's after work, have a beer, and we'd go to the bowling alley and we'd bowl our three games. At the time, I lived in a duplex across the street from her. It was totally circumstantial, though I wasn't unhappy about it. Like I said, my mom and I have been close for a very long time. So when we would finish with bowling, we would go back to her house and sit in the garage and continue to chat and drink. And before we knew it, we were drunk at 11 on a Wednesday night and both of us had to work early in the morning. We loved it. It was, I don't know how we did it looking back, but it really just didn't phase us. Eventually, the bowling league ended because there just weren't enough women to sustain the women's league. But this was my mama time, so I held on to my Wednesday evening visits. Realistically, I saw her a lot more often than that at the time, but the once-a-week visits continued pretty much up until she died. It would change. The days I would visit her would change depending on what our schedules allowed, so whether that was Wednesday evenings or Friday afternoons, and in the last couple of years, my time with her was Saturday mornings. These are just a few examples of how close my mom and I were. There are a lot of other little things, like If you ever told my mama no, she'd grab you by the ear and pull you to the floor. Guess who learned real quick not to tell her no? My mom, all five foot one, five foot two of her, could drop a six foot teenage boy that way. You didn't mess with mama bear. And when I lived in California and it would take me 30 minutes to drive seven miles to work, she and I would talk on the phone because we had the same commute and I was desperately homesick. I've always described my mom as the strongest woman I know, and she raised me and my sisters to be strong, independent women. Maybe even a little bit to a fault. She never wanted us to feel like we needed to rely on someone, i.e. a man, to get by in life. While going through the divorce with my dad, she was taking 20 to 24 credits at the community college and working at the local medical clinic part-time. My sisters and I were preteens and teens during this time, so... While she'd be up late studying, inevitably, one of us would come tiptoeing down the stairs in tears or angry and needing to talk to Mama. She'd stop what she was doing and sit and talk with us or just listen, sometimes until 2 in the morning, and then she would get up and work at 7. One thing I want to mention is that even though my parents went through a pretty long, ugly divorce, my dad is a good man with a big heart, and he sat beside me in the hospital showing up for me and my mom in those final days, so I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. But because of their split being what it was when I was a kid, my biggest influence was my mom, getting me and my sisters through our everyday joys and heartaches. She was my first and most influential example of a strong woman. Strength is at the core of what drives me physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual strength. And so much of that started with my mama. The thing is, who my mom was for the majority of her life was not who she was in the last few years of her life. And suddenly my mom's influence to be strong came not from what she was doing, but from what she wasn't doing. That's really, really hard for me to admit. My mom's health condition was the result of a couple of things primarily COPD and adult-onset asthma. She had also gotten a severe case of swine flu when it went around years ago and has had some scar tissue in her lungs ever since then. Then as wildfires became a summertime norm in the Pacific Northwest, my mom's breathing condition progressively worsened to the point where daily activities were hard to do. 
I didn't worry about it too much because she was still working as a medical assistant for a local clinic. She spent all day on her feet working with patients, you know, in little petri dishes, essentially running laps through the clinic. So when the pandemic hit, her breathing had already gotten progressively worse, and she had gotten an exemption from wearing a mask because she just couldn't breathe in it. I'm going to pause here uh, for just a moment to describe something really important to me that I think I've mentioned before, but is worth mentioning again. I have a tendency to watch other people's behavior and use what I see as examples of what not to do. I'm sort of consequence motivated, and so when I see negative consequences, I learn real quick how to avoid those negative consequences. For as strong as my mom was, and for the best friend I'll always remember her to be, she did not take very good care of herself, especially in the end, and being with her as much as I was, I had a front row seat to just how miserable that can make your life. This is hard to talk about because I don't like saying anything critical about my mom, but the way I see it is that she continued to teach me how to be a strong woman, even if it was just by a different example. My mom was a smoker nearly all her life. Once my sisters and I reached adulthood, drinking became more and more of a thing. She didn't really drink much while we were kids. There were periods of time when I struggled with that a lot, though. She was basically anti-exercise because, one, she never really found anything she liked, and two, she was always on her feet because of her job, so she didn't really see the point. She also had an unhealthy relationship with food, hyperfixating on her weight and struggling with anorexia. And especially in the last decade or so of her life, she stopped trying to connect with people and never really prioritized a social life. By the end, my mom, who had moved furniture up and down stairs by herself when she was seven months pregnant, was reliant on her nasal cannula for oxygen and had almost no muscle mass and rarely ate actual food. I'll be honest, for as close as my mom and I were, I stopped trying to talk to her about anything health, fitness, or nutrition related. These things that have been so important to me and such a huge part of my life were things that one of the most important people in my world looked down her nose at. One of the most heartbreaking experiences of my life is that my mom died at 61 because she never really valued taking care of herself. In some ways, I'm sure I'm overcorrecting in my life maybe subconsciously trying to live a healthy enough lifestyle for both our sakes, even though I know it doesn't work that way. Right now, I'm angry that I lost someone so important to me because she refused to take care of herself, because she lost hope in the value in it and believed that there was no getting better, so what's the point? In a minute, I'll just be sad, because I know some of the things my mom struggled with that made healthy habits seem unimportant. It's kind of like you know, telling people to walk 10,000 steps when they can't pay their heat bill. It's like, really? Anyway, uh, I live in this space where I'm torn between anger and compassion for this incredible woman who did so, so much for me and meant so much to me all my life. For what it's worth, I know all of my complicated, messy feelings are valid. I don't need anyone reaching out to me to tell me that. Realistically, I don't need anyone to reach out and tell me anything, I've heard it all, I've said it all, I, I know it. Distractions will help, my feelings are valid, it'll get easier with time, or time heals all wounds. She's in a better place, grief is messy and it's okay to feel however I feel, and how I feel is totally normal. Honestly, and I mean this as gently as possible, 
I really don't want to hear any of it anymore. Hearing it really just doesn't help. And I know that the people in my life love and care about me without having to hear these things from them. I I know that they do. I know that they are hurting for me and want to show up for me. They showed up for me in so many ways over the last few weeks that I'm, I'm just truly overwhelmed by how fortunate I am to have such incredible people in my life. I think about my community at my gym and the conversation I had during my introduction call. My mom had just gotten out of the hospital for the second time not all that long ago, and I was scared. I don't ever, ever want to find myself in the position she was in. And I'd had the conversation with the coach I talked to saying that some of my motivation uh, is because I don't want to end up like that. I, I want a strong body, strong lungs, good health. I want my quality of life to be good. I want to be able to do basic day-to-day things independently and with ease. It was a big motivator for me at the time joining the gym. And so was the community, because in the end, I saw my mom's depression go from dark to black as she continued to isolate herself from friends and family, keeping even my sisters at arm's length. Given how difficult it can be to make friends as an adult, it made me worry about what my future looked like and who would be in my social circle, or would I even have one? My mom was not my only influence on my health journey and my mission to be strong, to be a badass. Lots of things influenced that, because that's how life works. No one person or one experience is the cause or reason for things. It's much more complicated than that. But in a lot of ways, my mom was a prominent influence for me. Admiring her for the badass she was was so critical in the early days of my life and my journey. Seeing her through my adult eyes and recognizing the consequences for certain actions or inactions also played a big role. Seeing her struggle with things that I don't want to struggle with. It's especially important to me uh, because right now, all things considered, I'm really healthy. The ironic thing about that is that sometimes healthy habits are especially difficult when you're really healthy because there isn't a health scare or health-related fear motivating you to stay on track. You feel like you have all the time in the world, you don't need to pay too close attention right now, you're fine, you're healthy, you're good, always will be. It's a trap because too much nonchalance about it can really lead you right into health problems that can be scary and irreversible or incredibly difficult to reverse And consequently, your quality of life is kind of shit. So to be in this place right now where, all things considered, I am really healthy, and then to have this great big loss and now this big hole in my life is a real demonstration of the consequences. My mom was always, always proud of me. And she also thought that what I do for a living, helping people with their health and wellness, was a little bit silly which I always thought was strange considering her own long-term role in the healthcare world. But I've focused my life primarily on helping people stay well, prevent disastrous health issues, or at least learn to live a healthy lifestyle to manage those health conditions and still have a good quality of life. Her world was medicine. Sure, she did more than her fair share of patient education, especially working with diabetic patients, But anything that resulted in my expression of real interest in weight training and eating more nutritiously, and I'd kind of get an eye roll and a comment about how she wasn't a foodie, 
There was always this part of her that seemed like she looked down her nose at me to the point where I stopped talking about me for the most part. She knew very little about this podcast, and I never really talked to her about my business because ultimately, she didn't think it would work out. And maybe she was right, and that's okay, because she also taught me to be brave and courageous and that if something didn't work out or if I didn't like something, I could change it. The only stipulation was to give it my all before throwing in the towel. As far as my business goes, I'm not giving up yet. I haven't given it my all yet. This has been a very hard year with more changes than I ever expected. And both good and bad, to be to be fair. Uh, it started with my best friend moving in, which was a good change, to, you know, two weeks later, losing my pup Bella, which was incredibly hard. And yeah, that was all in the first couple weeks of the year, and it turned out to be the beginning of one of the most difficult years of my life. So yeah, my business has been on the back burner. Honestly, that's kind of where it belongs right now. But that doesn't mean that this story is over. Will a new podcast episode be out next week? In two weeks? Honestly, probably not. But maybe. My only goal right now is to listen to what my body and soul need and do at least the bare minimum to keep the trains of my life moving. When my mom was dying, I indulged in my share of comfort food. I also prepped healthy food items so that I had nutritious choices at the ready when I barely had enough energy to wash my face. I resisted the urge to completely hibernate while still letting myself rest and sleep. I went to workout classes. I put myself together every morning. I drank water. I played with my monster of a puppy. I cleaned my house. And until I really just couldn't anymore, I went to work. By the way, that's not to say that I don't still work. It just means that I had to take a little bit of time off, which I think is understandable. Being badass in the face of big changes, hard changes, doesn't mean getting everything right all the time. It means caring about yourself enough to continue to do the things that you know are truly best for your health and your heart. It's about giving yourself grace and compassion while also enforcing boundaries so that if you completely fall apart, you can put yourself back together again. I don't have it all figured out, and these days my grief is so heavy that I'm constantly on the verge of tears, which makes engaging with people outside of my tight circle of chosen family really stressful and makes me very anxious. I could go on and on, but I don't want to belabor the point. If you are someone who is experiencing a particularly difficult time, my heart goes out to you. If you are someone who is in a state of joy or contentment, I am genuinely so happy for you, and I hope you get to experience that for as long as possible. Please remember to practice habits and make choices as a representation of how much you love and respect yourself. Be kind to you, hug your loved ones, do something that brings you joy and makes you smile, and call your mom. I'll catch up with you next time, my friends. Later. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend or loved one so that we can grow this badass community. If you have ideas, questions, or your own badass story that you'd like to share, hit me up on Instagram at Badass is the New Skinny or check out the Badass is the New Skinny Facebook group. I appreciate you being here, my friends. Now make today awesome.